This episode of Digital Free Thought Radio was broadcast on May 31st, 2017. The swirl of smoke from candles burning While Mary looked up yawning I got confirmed and I confessed I really felt that I was blessed Plus I love my uniform So did the boy who lived next door But something changed When I became of age Things I thought were true Someday I'd break the big time Hello, and this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter 5, Larry Rhodes. Uh, welcome to uh, the WOZO 103.9 LPFM radio in, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we usually have Wombat on the phone today, but he couldn't make it. So uh, we're going to try to do the show alone. And oh, oh my goodness, we'll see how it goes. Um, Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism and free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, God's holy books, and superstition. Trying to get my volume here correctly. Um, if you get the feeling that you're, not, that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just wrong. There are several atheists and rationalist groups that exist here in Knoxville, and I'll tell you how you can connect to them later on in the show. Also, did you know that there was an atheist call-in television show broadcasting here in Knoxville and has been for almost seven years now. Um, and I'll tell you how you can contact with them, maybe get on the show, maybe call in, interact with them. It is a call-in show after all. And despite what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there and you'll be hearing right here on this program and generally on this station as they are in rotation. Um... Today's topic, we'll be talking about um, something that comes up an awful lot between believers and non-believers. It's called Pascal's Wager. Uh, you may have heard it in the form of, well, why don't you just believe in God anyway? It doesn't cost you anything. And if you're right, you get to go to heaven. And if you're wrong, well, you get to go to hell. Now, that's it in a nutshell, but there's an awful lot wrong with that, and we'll be talking about that uh, later, actually, right about now, uh, we'll go into that. Uh, what can you possibly say about Matt, excuse me, Pascal's wager? <clears throat> excuse me. Well, Blaise Pascal was a 17th century philosopher, mathematician, and physicist. He came up with a wager of sorts that recommends God belief over non-God belief. Pascal's wager has been stated many ways, but most people state it thus. Why don't you believe in God anyway? If he's not real, you haven't lost anything. But if he is real, you get to go to heaven. However, if he's real and you don't believe, you'll spend eternity in hell. Some refer to this as the fire insurance argument. Atheists know that this argument fails for many reasons. Here are seven or eight of them. 
First, which God? This argument represents a logical fallacy called a false false dichotomy. It falsely offers you two choices when there are really thousands. Look at it from the atheist perspective. All the world's religions use this argument to encourage belief in their God. Worldwide, people believe in over 10,000 different gods. And in America alone, Christianity has over 30,000 sects. What are the chances that you just happen to be born into or adopted the right religion or denomination or sect? For example, if you're a Christian, you have to believe that God is not only God, but he's also Jesus and the Holy Spirit, an entity that impregnated his own mother and made it necessary to have himself killed in order to appease his own wrath over original sin. His hell, if it's real, and we have souls that live forever, is very much to be feared. But to Jews, God is the singular God, and to most Jewish people, there is no heaven or hell. When you die, your life is over, and you sleep with your ancestors. To Mormons, God is one of many, many gods, and a thing that they aspire to become themselves. Their afterlife has no hell. To Hindus, gods are many, and their afterlives are actual human lives here on earth, with a, in a higher or lower caste. They eventually will reach the point, excuse me, they eventually will reach a point of human perfection where, when they die, they will achieve nirvana, a kind of Hindu heaven. And their hell is a place of punishment, but it's only temporary. They eventually return to human life. To a Buddhist, there's no God, since Buddha was not a God, and there's no hell. Their afterlives are kind of lives of a higher or lower order here on earth. These questions must be considered for a thousand different gods, different religions all around the world. And if there is a real God, he could totally be different uh, kind of God from any that mankind has ever imagined. He might not even care if you believe in him or not. And that God might not even have a place, good or bad, for you to go after you die. Pascal was a Christian, so it made sense to Christians, but it doesn't make sense to any other or many other religious believers or to atheists, pantheists, or deists. Uh, the second reason is, do you think that you could actually choose to believe something when you don't? Belief is not a choice. You have to become convinced of a proposition before it becomes a belief or a disbelief. It's not as if atheists know that God is really there, but somehow we just stubbornly refuse to believe in him. We are truly convinced that God is simply not there. Most of us have reached this belief through years of painful study and reasoning, fighting against religious dogma with its guilt, stress, and peer pressure each step of the way. It would be like someone demanding that you believe in Santa Claus or be tortured. Do you think you could make yourself believe that Santa Claus is real? Sure, you can make yourself say you believe, but true belief would not come. 3. Given that you can't make yourself believe something that you don't, and God is supposed to be omniscient, he would know that you're lying, or just saying that Pascal's, just accepting Pascal's wager as a way to get into heaven. Uh, Pascal wager in that essence is saying that God is stupid or actually at least extremely gullible. It's saying that he wouldn't know that we really don't believe or that we were just saying that we do in order to get into heaven. 
the fourth problem with Pascal's wager. Uh, Pascal's wager also says that all we have to do is believe in God to get to heaven. When in reality, we couldn't just believe in God per se. That wouldn't get us into the Christian heaven, would it? Religious leaders would then mandate that before we could get into heaven, we would also have to believe the whole religious package. In Christianity, that would also mean that we'd have to accept Jesus as our Savior, as our minimum, and confess our sins to him or to the church. The fifth reason. What if souls aren't real? There's never been any evidence that souls are real, and religions have had thousands of years to present that evidence and failed. Pascal's wager is moot. Uh, Pascal's wager is moot if souls don't exist. The you that you experience is actually the product of a functioning brain. When the brain stops working, you simply stop existing. Saying that it continues to exist somewhere outside the brain is like saying that a flame continues to exist somewhere once you blow it out. Uh, The energy just simply dissipates. Six. Pascal's wager is actually an argument for belief itself, not for belief in God. Zena Jones best sums this up. She says, that's not a very good reason to believe something. I should believe it because bad things might happen to me if I don't believe it. Can that even be called a belief? You aren't holding something to be true out of an actual belief that it's true. You're holding it to be true out of a perceived advantage to yourself. And seven, uh, this this concerns the costs of saying that we believe. Remember, uh, Pascal's wager goes like this. It says, uh, you should believe in God. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, that part of Pascal's wager says there is no cost to believing in God, that we wouldn't lose anything by believing. But that's not really the case, is it? I mean, besides the hard-earned money that we would require to give to the church, if we say we believe in God when we actually don't, we would waste a large portion of our life performing various devotional rituals, attending church, praying, reading scripture, and discussing that deity with others. And depending upon the religion and sect that you end up subscribing to, you might lose the freedom to drink alcohol, eat ham or shellfish, or have sex before marriage, or even masturbate, among other things. Preachers would then demand that we also believe in heaven, hell, sin, resurrection, prophets, miracles, angels, Satan, demons, souls, etc. And doing so would potentially put those preachers in a position of power over us, allowing them to dictate not only our beliefs, but our actions, including the way we dress, the way we educate our children, and what medical procedures we're allowed to use. Then, because of the Great Commission, we would be expected to try to recruit new believers. And in order to spread the new, the good news, we would have to explain the bad news. We would have to sell the idea that all the people in the world are born with inherited sin and are thus bound to spend an eternity in hell unless they accept Jesus Christ into their heart and fall in line with the church's dogma. Also, saying that when we believe we don't when we actually don't, would cost us a great deal of self-respect by being intellectually dishonest with ourselves, our family, and our friends for our whole life. We would be living a lie. If this is the only life we have, then dedicating your life to a false belief is a rather serious problem. 
we would we would have not only to excuse me we would have not only made a mistake but we would be basing our entire life around that mistake there's also an awful lot of guilt and stress associated with religious belief no person is perfect but in the words of christopher hitchens god creates us ill and commands us to be well that's guilt every time you fail to live up to god's expectation and he has very high expectations and that guilt causes a lot of stress that's a lot of unnecessary stress that to carry with you every day in your life in worst case scenarios accepting outlandish religious beliefs could could result in you and your children being molested by priests bankrupting or killing yourself in some apocalyptic doomsday scenario or blowing yourself up in an attempt to kill infidels these are not fantastic results pulled out of the air to scare you um, they're each and every one of these uh, is well-documented re- result of extreme religious beliefs. And there are many other examples, too. Andrea Yates killed her five children in 2002 because she was afraid they were going to end up in hell. So she killed them before the age of reason, sending them, uh, theoretically sending them to heaven. In 1978, parents had poison drink to their children in Jonestown, Guyana, before drinking it themselves. So think twice, or at least make the person uh, understand that there are some very real costs to religious beliefs. Uh, Think about those poor guys who, accepting their religious beliefs, sacrifice themselves and several thousand other of their human uh, fellow humans when they flew airplanes into their into the buildings in 9/11. They certainly weren't expecting to do that when they first heard the the beautiful promises of their religion. And be be aware that extreme religious belief uh, could be the end result of you accepting these fantastic claims. I'm um, going to take a break here. I'm going to play a song called uh, "Stronger Than Jesus" by A Camp, and we'll be back in just a few moments.
you're standing in line just looking for a little fun. Love is the fire, a heart, heart blaster. With a vengeance burning in the Congo sun. With the leaders, trust and strangers. Anyone can look like a savior. It's a rhythm how we're still living now. This is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour uh, right here on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, let's talk about the free thought groups here in Knoxville that you might be able to make contact with, join, or just find out more about. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville, founded in 2002. Uh, November marks our 15th anniversary. Ask now has nearly 700 members, and you can find them online at Ask. I'm sorry, knoxvilleatheist.org. Or you can go directly to meetup.com and look for Knoxville Atheists. It's just that simple. Um, see, they meet. I don't have anything down here about them meeting, and I know they meet because I'm there every week. They meet uh, Tuesdays, generally for happy hour, drinks, and food, and conversation at Flats and Taps, which is out there near West Town. It's West Hills Taps and Flats. Um, that's Tuesday every week at about 5.30 to about 7.30 or 8. Uh, everybody's welcome, but if you plan to preach, proselytize, provoke, or punch, please don't. Thank you, Matt Delahunty. Um, another group here in Knoxville is the Rationalists of East Tennessee. They've been around longer than ASK has. Uh, RET has bi-weekly presentations and discussions on the Pellissippi State Campus near Hardin Valley Road. Um, hold on just a moment. Hi, Ty. I'll hook you up here in a second. Glad to hear from you. Uh, our wombat just called in, so we're going to hook him into the conversation. Um, and see if we can get him on the air. Okay. Hi, Ty. Can you make can you make some noise and say hello? Hey, what's up? Sorry uh, for being late. The wombat's yeah. late. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we had a chance to go through the article of uh, Pascal's Wager. And I was just now talking okay. about the uh, different groups here in Knoxville. Let me finish that up real quick, and we'll get back into sure, that. No problem. Um, the Rationalists of East Tennessee meet twice a month. Uh, actually, they have more meetings than that, but the scheduled presentations are the first and third Sundays at the Pellissippi State Campus near Hardin Valley Road. Uh, they meet the first and third Sundays in the Goins Administration Building Cafeteria Annex. And if that's too much to remember, just remember first and third Sundays and go to rationalist.org online and click on upcoming events. And once you get on campus, you can just follow the signs to the meetup. There's also a group called the Sunday Assembly, which started in England just a couple of years ago and has spread around the world. 
It's a no-God church setting for those who have had enough of religion but still like the fellowship of a church-type gathering. It falls under, if you're going to throw out the bathwater, don't throw out the baby. There's a lot of good stuff in church, Uh, camaraderie and the the music and (coughs) well-wishing. Some people would say closed, but I'm not one of those. But anyway, they meet uh, on the fourth Sunday, just once a month, down in the uh, around the fairgrounds in the International Building. Just go online and do a search for Sunday Assembly. And remember, you can find all of these groups on Facebook: the uh, Atheist Society of Knoxville, the Rationalists of East Tennessee, and Sunday Assembly. Not to mention our next group, which is the Secular Student Student Alliance which has programs that give camaraderie and community to any free-thinking high school or college student who would like to be involved in the free thought movement or just like to find other free thinkers to hang with. Everybody needs like-minded friends, and atheists are no different. Uh, Also, there's a newcomer to the free thought groups, which act um, more like a singles group, and that's the Humanist of East Tennessee. It was formed a couple of years ago, and they they meet many times a month for dinners, hikes, movies, swimming, etc. They're a very active group. That's the Humanists of East Tennessee. They're a meetup group, so find the Humanists on Meetup. Um, earlier, we said we'd talk about the Atheist Television Show. Well, it's called Free Thought Forum, and you can see it every Tuesday between 5 and 6 on Comcast Channel 12 or Charter Channel 192. If you don't have cable, you can watch it streaming online at ctvnox.org. That's the website for the community access TV station here in Knoxville, ctvnox.org. You can also find archives of some of the shows on YouTube where a fan has been posting them. Just search for three words, Free Thought Forum Knoxville on YouTube. Also, if you're interested in becoming involved with the TV or this radio show, just come to an Ask Meetup or RET meeting and talk to us about it. You could be our next co-host or guest. This is a call-in radio show, just like the TV show is a call-in show. So if you'd like to become part of this conversation going on now, call 865-333-5937. 865-333-5937. Okay, that's about it for the announcements. Um, Wombat? Uh, what are your thoughts on hey. Pascal's wager? I mean, you're getting okay. into it, when somebody can... hits you with that. So, first of all, sorry for coming in late, but I gotta, I gotta be controversial. I gotta make up for it, and I gotta tell you, everything you said about Pascal's wager is wrong and incomplete, really, and impossible to be true. Yeah, How so? let me tell you something. If you're, if you're gonna believe in a god, the smartest thing that you can do is just, believe, just take the gamble and just go all in. You know, oh, don't oh, just show up to the table mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, you know, I see you guys are doing something. I'm not going to play. Hey, look, do you know what's at stake? It's your soul at, that's at stake, okay? If we, if Listen, we have and, souls, and that's never been proven. Well, check this out. Whether you know it or not, aren't you better off just saying it exists? Aren't you better off just saying, hey, it's good? What's the cost? There's zero cost. First of all, here's my argument. Yeah, here's my uh, argument. Uh-huh. Okay, don't laugh. Hey, don't laugh. I'm a caller to your show. Is this how we're treated? Let me tell you something. First, there's no cost, okay? There's zero cost in just giving your life and soul to God. When, mm-hmm. And any God that you want, just give it to him. No cost to you whatsoever. Second thing, it's the smartest move. You have everything to gain. You have everything to lose, okay? So you got to play. You can't just sit on the sidelines like atheists. You can't, 
You guys think you're so smart. That's mm-hmm. your problem. You yeah. think you're so smart, mm-hmm. and you're not making the right choice, which is making a choice. You guys are just sitting on silence, not doing anything, and it doesn't cost you anything. What's your problem with that? You got a problem? Yeah, I got a problem. You, you want to live a lie? Uh, we went over a lot of the, matter of fact, we went over about eight reasons what's the problem with that. But I'll start with the problem that you brought up. What's the cost? Um, we talked about uh, several costs. First is living a lie. Um, if you, the first is you can't make yourself believe something that you don't. Uh, but to believe something, you have to become convinced that it's true. Do you think that you could make yourself believe in Santa Claus? I mean, if you had to, if of you, course, you know, let's say I was going to make you, make you, uh, I was going to torture you if you didn't believe in Santa Claus, and you don't, obviously. But could you make yourself believe in Santa Claus to get out of torture? It's the same uh, way with atheists. I, if you don't believe, you can't just switch it on like a light. It's it's not something that you can just turn on and off. So are you trying to tell me Santa Claus isn't real? What's what is <laughs> what is this getting to? I don't understand where you're getting to this. You're so crafty. You're trying to ask me all these questions. Look, simple thing. Zero cost. It costs me zero dollars. It costs me zero time, zero commitment. I just make the wager. Look, listen, I'm going to say this so that you can hear Hopefully no one else is listening in. All right? right. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to believe. Listen, listen, that's the the magic behind it. You don't. You don't even need to believe. You just got to commit. You commit. And God doesn't know the difference. Isn't that the best part? Think about that. Uh, he's omniscient. He's omniscient, but he look, wouldn't know the difference. Look, all he wants you to do is commit. He never said he wants you to believe one hundred percent. He just yeah. says, "Look, no, I'm on my not side, on that. and that's it." You can go I'm up to any. That's you, it. You can go up to any Christian preacher in the world and say, "I believe in God." Will that get me in heaven? And they'll say, "Why no, my son? You must uh, accept Jesus into your heart. You must confess your sins, and you must uh, turn your life over to Jesus." So the Pascal's wager is wrong on its face. Listen, I I tasted the grape juice and I had that <clears throat> wafer cookie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I did I did that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. I say my prayers. I raise my kids. Everything's good. <clears throat> I don't. So I I've committed. That's the whole point. Well, do you believe? And the whole thing is, do you actually believe? Do you believe in God? You don't God? have to. Oh, yes, you, you do. That's what the wager says. We are talking about Pascal's wager, and it's a, it's the a foundation yeah. of the wager. You have so to believe. Here's, here's the thing. You, you, you can just say you believe, and that's enough to, to put fool you God. a little better. Than, look at our position. Look at our position. You're mm-hmm. saying you don't believe whatsoever. You're saying, I don't care. I, don't, I need evidence. I need all this stuff. You need all the bells and whistles. I'm saying, I hear you, you got a point, like I totally get where you're coming from, huh? like, okay, but I'm picking a side, and I got God on my side, well, how, and if God know, comes down, Jesus Christ comes yeah. down, he's going to look at both of us, and he's going to be like, well, if well, i got to pick one of you guys, yeah, but what, this it's guy. Not just between, it's that's a false dichotomy. It's not just between the Christian God and no God. There are 10,000 gods in the world that people are currently worshiping at this moment. What if the Hindu God was correct? What if the uh, Norse God that that people used to to worship, uh, what if he's correct? What if, you know, like in the words of Homer Simpson, he says, if we pick the wrong God every time we go to church, he's just making him matter. (laughs) (laughs) Norse gods. You know, you got your Celtic gods, you got you got Chinese gods, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'm picking one of them. You know, I got yeah. a lottery. Well, how do you make I'm that decision? How do you make that decision? 
Most people yeah, make yeah, that decision one. because they were born into a particular religion. They just uh, stick no, with whatever no. religion they are in. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. You test it. Look, this I is said how it most works. people. I didn't say all people. You, you open up the door. You pick up that newspaper at your front door. You look at it and you say, "Hey, who's winning in the world?" Right? And it's us. We're winning. Why are we winning? It's because we got God on our side. It's got okay. well, that how Jesus okay. Christ thing going how many, on. How many Christians yeah, are there we, in the world? How many Christians are there in the world? Explosion? We got a lot of them. How so many? How many? It's like, we got billions. Okay, let's say, say you got two and a half billion. All right, we got two and a half billion. Okay, okay. That's well, that, there are seven billion people in the world. Uh, four hey. and a half billion don't believe in Jesus. So they're the correct Not ones, Not everybody's right? going to heaven. How did you get that news? <laughs> well, the, thing, the time to, the time to believe in heaven and hell and, and anything supernatural is when you have evidence for it. If you don't have any evidence for it, and I mean good evidence, it's quite a claim, especially if you're going to base everything that you have in your life and turn it over to some preacher, you better have some pretty damn good evidence for that. Well, look, remember, right, remember right. in my estimation, God does not exist. So if you if you turn your life over to Jesus, who benefits from that? Who actually benefits? Your preacher does. You do. He, no, your no, preacher does. He gets your money. He gets your time. He gets to control what you do in this world. He even gets to control who you marry, what you wear, uh, what foods you're about to eat or, or can eat, whether you eat alcohol or not, um, masturbate, whether you're gay. You, if, you, if you're gay, you've got to uh, at least deny who you are, if not go through conversion therapy, which can be brutal. I mean, there's no, there's all kinds of costs associated with this. We talked a little bit earlier about the, the 9-11 hijackers, where they weren't thinking about the cost of their religion when they signed up to it. You know, they didn't know that they were going to kill themselves and 3,000 other people when they heard of the love of God. And that goes on all the time. Religious extremism costs lives and, and health. What if you have? What if you bought into Chris, uh, Christian scientists? And you see, uh, your children could pay the price of your belief uh, for not giving them transfusions or taking them to have medical uh, attention when they need it. There are several well, very heavy costs associated with religious belief. We need to acknowledge you, them. You're, you're trying to drag it in all these different directions. Look, the main important thing about the Bible is what Jesus says: treat other people how you want to be treated. You're done. That's it. That's all you got to read. You're done. Okay, Go to church then on Easter, that, Christmas, that, and maybe every other Sunday, and you don't got to worry about it. Let me tell you this. This is the other thing you're doing. We go into a casino. Say we go to Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. We book take bus tickets over there. I'm going to the roulette table. I see the blackjack. I see the, the draw, one-armed bandits. I'm picking a machine because I got to play. I got to gamble. I might lose my money, right? I'm fine with I have the concept that I'm going to lose some money, I've put that my risk there. But I might hit that jackpot, baby, and that's all I'm playing. I'm going there to play. You're going there. You're not touching anything. You're just standing on the sure wall. Is. You I'm, got people I'm playing, coming up to you asking I'm playing you by not, You're like, nah, I'm playing, I ain't getting enough of this. I made my choice. I'm playing. And am I not? Have I not made a choice in Pascal's wager? What, what'd you pick? What'd you pick? None what'd of you the pick? above. What'd you pick? I picked none of so the above. So you ain't playing. You aren't doing anything. <laughs> no, you're waiting no. on the side. Let me tell you something. Pascal's so you wager. Home, you're going to be short bus money because you're going to die. You're going to give up something. No, and let me tell you. If you, you, go, to, you, if you go to Las wait. Vegas and you have $10,000 in your pocket and you play, you may be taking the bus home. 
But if I go to San yeah. Vegas with $10,000 and I don't play, I may, I'll probably take a plane home after several nights no, in the casino. So you keep saying all these bad things about believing in God, but don't you think about the good stuff about believing? Don't you feel like you get something good out of being part of community? I can't, of like I can't believe it. Well, there are, you don't need religion for that. Sure, there's good stuff, but you don't have to have religion for community, camaraterie, um, social work, um, just no, all kinds no, of stuff. No, 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 no. Why do you have to have a God? Why do you have to have a God to tell you to do good? Can't you just do I'm good? I'm talking about making a spiritual connection with someone. Like, you know, okay. when you feel good in a church, define, and you, like, you define spiritual. Like, define spiritual. So he's, all right, it's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll be happy to explain this. Uh-huh. So first of all, all right, look, yeah. everybody here has got a spirit. You may not see it, well, you may not feel it, that's fine. That is a claim. That is well, a claim you. that you're, you're not you're not giving me any evidence to support your claim. You're just making a claim. A claim, by the way, which I do not buy into. I don't believe that people have I spirits. Have... I don't believe they have souls. There's never been any right, evidence right. presented you know, you got feelings, for right? that. You got feelings, right? You got feelings, right? Sure. If, uh, emotions are okay. a, a product of a functioning brain. Sometimes you get good feelings when you hear the gospel. That's all I'm saying. So, do you, get you, good, do you not get good feelings when you go to a movie that has a, a very good ending? Uh, like, you uh, you've yeah, got, you've got mail. Good, you've got mail, the movie. Did I, you get a good cool, feelings at the end of it? Movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but you get good feelings. That, good feelings that are emotions. They don't have no, to have a spirit. To look, I, can eat, I can eat a sandwich and I can feel real good about eating that sandwich. I can hear a movie, and I can feel good right. about watching that movie. Right. I can hear the gospel. I can hear the good news. I can feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm saying, one, they're, all those good feelings come from different parts of your body. Some from your stomach, some from your mind, some from your eyeballs. Some no, from they all come from your brain. Spirit. They all and come from your brain. Mm, it's brain chemistry. No, no. Yes. No, because they touch something in you, and then they communicate to your brain, and that's how... You get the spirit. That's your evidence right there. Well, now, still, you're making claims. You are making it. claims, unsubstantiated claims. All right, all right. But, look, I'm saying when you connect with another person, you ain't connecting with them through your brains. You're connecting it through them through your stomach or your mouth. You're doing it through a spirit. You've been in a spiritual connection with something. It's more fulfilling than you get with anything else. That's what I'm saying. You've you never had it. You don't know what you're, you're missing. That's the whole thing. you got to open up yourself. You don't yourself think I've ever experienced love? You, why are we talking about love? I'm talking about spiritual connection with love. Well, I thought Which you were is, calling love a spiritual connection. Saying. Were you not calling love a spiritual you, connection? As an atheist, you probably think love is just, you know, chromosomes and hormones and what you do at nighttime when the lights are off. I'm saying no, <laughs> no. I'm saying a spiritual connection is like you look at someone, you're like, Man, that guy's got something inside of him. He's got a light. He's ready to shine it against the world. And he, nothing's going to stop this person. And I feel it. And I'm feeling that light inside me, too. And we go out and we do good stuff. Well, I call that a personality. And you know what, you know about a personality and the light inside you? You can take chemicals, like LSD and, and other kinds of drugs, and extinguish that light or make you have hallucinations. Uh, that can change your personality. Uh, you can have physical trauma to your brain, which will tra- change your personality. If if it was a spirit, you wouldn't think that physical trauma would change the spirit. Well, see, that's the thing. You got the body and you got the spirit. They, yeah, but they, why they does, rely on each but other. You keep saying the spirit the is independent of the body. It's not. I mean, there's 
your your emotions, your reactions, your feelings are all chemical reactions uh, that that emerge from the brain and from this uh, beautiful chemistry that we have going on in the brain. Okay, and I, if I, it look, wasn't, I, how could uh, chemicals change it? How could physical trauma change it? If if I showed you evidence that spirits existed, does this unravel your whole conversation about passed away to everything else? Well, sure. And, will you, if I prove to you spirits exist, are you willing to admit? Well, that, yes, but that's I, a pretty big, big if. If you showed me that, okay. you, that God existed, I would believe and you said in you him. like science, right? You said you like science, right? Sure. All right, all right, look. I got, I'm looking at the ChristianHerald.com, all right? The what? They have a site, the ChristianHerald.com. Consider it's, your sources, a, man, and consider the level of... Hey, look, you said you wanted <laughs> a scientific research paper. These guys don't lie. They, yes, it, yes, they it do. Says in the they name, do lie. It says 100% scientific research. Uh-huh. We got proof of science. We got proof of spirit. There's three PhDs on this, guys. They, they don't lie. They all graduated mm. from Baptist universities. Yeah. The best, I am not they're surprised. Best in the country. Yeah. And they proved it. Scientifically, uh-huh. they can't deny it. You can't just publish anything you want. Okay, let That's me put I'm it this you. way. You say that there's a God, and I say, I don't believe it. You say that Jesus is a Savior, and I say, I don't believe it. You say that you've got proof in an article from a Christian uh, website saying the spirits exist. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Not- I don't believe it. It's scientists saying that it exists. Do you think there's not such things as as Christian science scientists? Do you, you think that, that they wouldn't be willing to lie to promote Christianity? Are you saying science is wrong? Can, are you saying science is wrong? Is that what you are saying right now? No, I'm saying people can lie and be mistaken and deceived. Matter of fact. Uh, David Hume said he's a philosopher. He lived about 250 years ago, and he said that the chances of a miracle happening, or anything supernatural, basically for that, you would have to believe that the, it's more likely that the laws of of physics and nature were bent um, than that somebody was lying, mistaken, or deceived. And that's what I'm thinking about on your Christian website. They are either lying, deceived, or, or mistaken. And I think I think people will go. Oh, I am amazed now, how many people where, Christians will lie in order to advance Christianity. So you are saying a lot of things right now. Where's your proof of all that? Where's the proof of the lies and deceit? Where's your proof? Okay. Where's your proof? That is my opinion. Okay, that's that's what I'm saying. So I got science, and you got opinions. No, I'm saying, I'm in saying my here? opinion, you don't have science. <laughs> in, my opinion, in your opinion, this is a science. That's right. Now, here's the thing you got to oh. deal with. More and more people, especially young people, are, are coming to see that your level of skepticism is way too weak to, to get by in this world. I mean, you're, you, you accept things on such a thin thread of evidence. Like, the Bible oh, basically I, is an old book written by people who didn't know the earth was round no, or that I, the sun, sun was going that? around the earth. Now, that. Compared to any other. I didn't know the earth was going around the sun. Huh? Compared to any other holy text, any other holy book about any other God, the Bible is the most scientific representation 
of a holy gospel that has ever been. Well, Look of course, at the New Testament. You would say Look, that you you're a Christian. How, how about all the you other holy books out there? Every one of the, the, you, the, the believers of those right religions now. would say the same thing about their holy books. How many times have I heard Muslims say that about their holy book? What do you say to Look, them? Look, I'm explaining to you right now. You don't see in the, in the Muslim book, that Quran, they don't got four apostles talking about the same thing, cross-referencing each other, you know, all in black and white, on paper, you can read that. You can say, okay, this guy saw this, flip the chapter forward. Oh, this guy saw the same thing? Yeah, you think that'd be enough? No, you go another chapter forward. Oh, it's the same thing this guy sees. You go another one over. Oh, it's Luke. Look at this. They all say the same thing. You go to any courtroom, that's enough to pass it through. Mm-hmm. You pay? You go to, a, you see a scientific paper? Oh, it's one guy talking right there. It's mm-hmm. one guy. In the Bible, it's four people telling you what's up. That's science. Okay, that is science. No, it's not. And you can't deny that. No, it's well, not. Well, what is? Okay, well, first of all, do you know anything about how the the Bible was put together? Yes. How was okay, it put look. together? So, you you don't even know this, but, like, you look at the Bible, right? And I know there's been, like, controversies about this back and forth. Why? Why? Got, why do you think there is? I mean, if it's so obviously true, why is there controversy? And how how come there are 10,000 different interpretations of the Bible? Why, when you pick up a Bible, does it have the word version in it? If it's a, if it's the infallible infallible word of God, because sometimes it's hard to read in King James English. Like, hey, you thou shalt this, thou shalt that. Like, so I, anybody I can just that. just pick up the Bible and, and interpret it the way they want to and print it off, and it's good. Huh? Is that what you're well, saying? Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you just look. I I know they didn't speak English. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying like, hey, can you help me? Because I can't I, I can't get spiritually fulfilled when I'm reading all these shalls, thous, can'ts, won'ts. So you that. need a new can English version of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean do you know how much level? You know what your level of trust must be for you to accept somebody who's just picked up the Bible and say, this ain't right. I'm going to reinterpret it. Those old versions are still there. I can you know, read them. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like, they aren't Do you, do you read uh, ancient Greek and, uh, and Hebrew? Why not read ancient Greek and Hebrew? What well, but if you want to like, read it in what we, what we, they were, well, we, ha- the oldest copies of the Bible are written in those languages. And, you know, there are like many, many different versions of those Hebrew and, and Greek. And they have lots yeah, and lots got- of different, of, uh, 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 discrepancies between them, and, and any Bible but scholar, any Bible scholar will tell you we have no idea who wrote any of the books in the Bible. Old Testament, New Testament but doesn't can, matter. We have no idea who so wrote look, any of them. So if you're saying you can point to a guy who says it's not all true and you believe him, I can point to two people for every one person you bring up. I got two point billion, two point eight billion people who will agree with me. That this Bible thing is true, all right? Mm-hmm. And then you 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 hear it saying like, oh, I can point to some guys and say, like, hey, I I ain't playing a number game mm-hmm. with you. I'm saying I got my guys, you got your guys, and I'm picking a side. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm picking a side. You weren't picking a side. So like, truth be honest, we're all wrong. If you're wrong and I'm wrong, okay, fine. We both go with, uh, zero absence. We, you know, we nothing we got to worry about. But if I'm right. I got everything. And like I said... That's like what I said earlier. I mean, at the very beginning of our talk, that's a false dichotomy. There are 10,000 different gods out there. You decided to play one. Big deal. 
Yeah. You know, and I decided not to play. I've decided to be honest with I myself. I don't believe in God, so I'm not going to pick one and, and claim that I'm a believer when I'm not. Now, here's the thing. One of us, one, someone's going to win. Someone is going to get the God right. All right? So it's only a question of whether yeah, or not. It could be Buddhism. Know. It could be um, Mormonism. It could be Hinduism. Could be uh, any okay. number of different religions out there. There are ten thousand different they religions in America. Than you? Aren't no, they better off than you? theoretically, we both could end up in the same hell. Me and you might, but hey, look, someone got through. They chose. No, they made that, the that's the thing. about it is, uh, religions have had over two thousand, three thousand years to show that that uh, a soul exists. Have they ever? No. Have, name one time when religion was right and science was wrong. One do, time. You, do you Just really want to know? Do you really want to know? Sure. Do you really want to know? Uh, I'm going to tell you, but I feel like you're going to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking over all each right. other the entire show. What are you talking about? Look, look. There's a guy, all right? And mm-hmm. I'm not making this up. They weighed his body after he died, all right? And he weighed two grams less. Well, you're talking about right? the Dr. McDougal experience, experiment. Yes. Yeah, he had that's, a... He had a that is a doctor. Uh-huh. And he was also a Christian, and he was also trying to prove yeah, a point. Yeah, well, and, and he, he, he ended up on. weighing like four people. That's hardly a sample size. And this was one experiment in the last two and a half thousand years. And we have to take his word for it, maybe. Somebody, I mean, I've written an article on my website, and digitalfreethought.com on my blog, uh, talking about debunking Dr. McDougall's soul has weight experiment, if you want to look it up or if any of the readers do. It goes into depth about what he did and how he did it and his results. And they were anything but conclusive. And not only that, even if he proved that once you die you lose two grams, all that proves is you've lost two grams. It doesn't mean that that two grams was a soul. It doesn't mean that it has that a soul has a place to go, like heaven and hell. Each one of those would have to be proved independently. It doesn't mean that the soul is, is would be going to a Christian heaven or hell. Uh, it's just there's too damn many leap, leaps, even if we found out that it was consistently losing uh, weight. It could be moisture loss or kinetic energy loss. We, we don't know what it is. Uh, even about, if, even if it was true, which we don't know it was true. What about uh, little Jimmy? All right, Jimmy McIntyre. He's like a six-year-old boy. All right, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. died dead on the hospital table. Tragic, but he came back to life. Doctors brought him back, and this time he had all the memories of his time that he spent with Jesus. He was walking around down Grass Lane. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. playing baseball with each other. He read, put it in a book. He read a book. He put it in a uh-huh. book. Yeah. And yeah. did you know that he later recanted? Did you know he recanted that and the book uh, publishers pulled it from the shelves? Did you, you're not telling me that part of it. So I don't know about that part. I yeah. think you're making that up, but that's no. fine. That's go, ahead, fine. go ahead and do research. And don't just research on your Christian uh, web blogs. Do real research. Um Look at all the results you get. All right. I got one last one for you. Okay. All right. It's proof. It's proof. All right? Mm-hmm. It's in a oh. good... It, it, it's another book. No, I doubt I'm that David Hume would accept it as proof, but go ahead. Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. You can't deny he doesn't exist. We all know he existed. It's well, okay, you've made, two, will tell you. you've made two claims there. 
You made a, a, you made a claim that no, you're Are making you a claim that exist? Jesus existed and yes. that he was the Christ. Now, Jew, even Jews, yes, even Jews do not accept that latter claim. Well, they're Jewish. That's the reason why. They're still, wait, they're still waiting for the Christ. So what I'm saying is you're making two claims you don't know it. First of all, I don't have right. any problem uh, believing that a, a man named Jesus, a, a wandering rabbi, let's say, lived 2,000 years ago and, and started and Christianity. And they, and they killed fine. him. And they killed and, him. Okay. And they killed him. Sure. They might kill him today okay. if it came back. Go ahead. They killed him. He came back. That, that is part of the story. It's a story. It's a, as far as I'm concerned, it's a myth. Nobody comes back died, from the dead. Okay, how about he died for our sins? Are, no, you, he didn't. are we in agreement with that? No. Now, to me, he died I, for our sins well, on first, a cross. No, when, uh, sin is something that the church has invented in order to sell you a cure. So Jesus dying for your sin, did he really die? How long was he dead? Yes. How long was he dead? Three days. Three days. Three days. So where is he now? Does does Jesus did Jesus die? Did Jesus die or is he does Jesus live? He lives in us. Right. He lives. You you say he's in heaven right now to the right hand of God, right? Then he's not he's not dead. What kind of a sacrifice was that? Did he have a bad weekend for your sins? Is that what you're telling me? A bad weekend for our sins. So the whole thing is he didn't have to do that at all. What really is, it's God showing, hey, I'm, I'm cool with you. Here's a way for you to uh, get back with me on the right side. I'm going to actually come down on earth as a human being, live my life a little bit with you guys, say, hey, what's up? Try to teach you guys a couple of things. Then it's, I'm going to let you kill me, but anyone who just says, hey, I'm with that guy. They got they got a free ticket to heaven, baby. That's the story. Sing and love and... Paradise, mm. no cost. <laughs> we and talked about the cost. <laughs> I'm just saying, it doesn't cost me anything. Yes, you think it it's does. All this stuff I got to sacrifice. It cost me zero. Yeah, right. My bank account's never been better, and it's all thanks to God. Mm. I'm just sharing sure. you that. Sure. Okay, should we should we break the uh, break out of cast here? <laughs> Uh, everybody it was wombat he's usually on my side of the argument as well but uh this time he decided to call in and and put his christian hat on and talk about that so uh next time you come in uh to listen to the show wombat will probably be talking from this side of the the hat i'm not really sure but he can skip back and forth he's good at that Uh, (laughs) it's good to have you back wombat i missed you the first half of the show i'm glad you came back in uh, uh, I got to. Uh, any, f- we got about five minutes left. Uh, what do you want to get into at this point? Uh, so, um, I, 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 my thoughts on Pascal Razor is, um, it's generally a pretty weak argument. I would like to have a God that knows the difference between uh, people who are believing in me for really good reasons compared to ones that are just believing for bad reasons. Sure. And one that's trying to trick their game, the system, uh-huh. by trying to hedge their bets, by having maybe a false belief or not a belief that's based on a deep compassion, mm-hmm. is is worse, in my opinion, to fill like a bunch of heaven with people like that compared to just dealing with people who at least 
may not be convinced, but will honestly assess data that's given to them right. and say, hey, I can't come to an honest conclusion. Right. I'm sorry. I would rather have those people, even if they don't side with me, to be in heaven than not. Right. And if that's the case, I think the real best bet, if anything, the real Pascal's wager is still having skepticism not picking a side until you have evidence that's sure. good in front of you. And I've heard you say it a hundred times that if you if somebody out there has a good reason to believe in God, you want to hear it. Because if there's a yeah. God out there and there's a good reason to, to believe in him, I don't want to be left out in the cold either. Um, no. But, um, you know, we just, in our life as, as atheists, we've, I've, I've been an atheist for 45 years, and I've heard a million arguments for the, for the believing in God or for the evidence for God, but they all don't hold water. And once you get to talking to people like, like you were the Posana, they give you evidence that's really not evidence. It's, and people are too willing to accept it as evidence and just go on about their merry way when it's not necessary. Anyway, um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, like I said in the article, it's not really an argument for belief in God. It's, a, it's an argument for belief, for belief itself. And the thing that, that really gets me about the Bible and Christianity and all that is they say, you know, become a Christian and you become a good person. Uh, and you need to be good to go to heaven. No, you don't. You have to believe. Uh, Andy, everybody knows that you could go to, you could be a, a psychopath, a rapist, a multiple killer. Uh, you could go into prison, accept Jesus on death row and end up in, in heaven. So it's, it's all about believing. I mean, matter of fact, um, I think that if you if you summarize the Bible up into two words, the first the first Old Testament would be obey, and if you sum up the New Testament would be believe, and that the whole New Testament is all it's about is getting you to believe. They sell belief. Anyway, last word. I believe in actuality over spirituality. Me too, and I I say that. Uh, don't sweat going to hell. Uh, everybody's going to somebody else's hell. The time to sweat it is when you can prove hell exists and souls exist. In the meantime, don't worry about it. We'll be back next week at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, so keep your dial right here, and we'll see you then. This is Doubter 5 signing out, and bye, Wombat. Bye! See you later.